Today on the program, I'm Jack. I'm Jack to the Tenth. It's the Big Short. Trying to harmonize there. <laughs> could do well, like three stooges coming in. Oh, we could. We could. Well, we're Hello. 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 There it is. Ooh, that was a little diminished chord going on there. <laughs> That's you know, awesome. I like my Dorian. It's sexy. Yeah, well, they're very diminished, very different than no, diminished. I like my Dorian. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, welcome to the rewatch party. I am your host, Nick. Joining me, as always, are the nuts to my Sunday, Los and Brandon. That's right. What's I mean, seriously, I feel like I'm financially inside of you or something. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, today we are talking about The Big Short from 2015. Might be the newest... Christian Bale movie? Well, newest movie we've done, right? Isn't this the most recent movie we've done? 2015? What year was uh, Sniper? Uh, Sniper after this? I don't know. I don't know. Similar, I'll similar times, up. but was was the Avengers one newer? No, that was no, that was older. That was older for sure. Might I was like a ten or eleven. Um, anyway, uh, big short. 2014 American Sniper. So this okay, very possibly is newest, most recent. Um, I need to update my damned collection. Apparently, uh, it's written by Charles Randolph and Adam McKay, and directed by Adam McKay. Who Adam is, of course, uh, the the great mind behind them. Their Will Ferrell movies. Yeah, that's when I saw the okay. the the ending, and it said, you know, director Adam McKay. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, that's he, why it kind of had some funny moments. It does in have it. some moments where you can't have like a comedian style director without not throw some comedy, some in of there. that in there. Yeah, I think we've covered both of them in our opening. The <laughs> two funny moments. Um, Second showing of Adam McKay in this. That's uh, right. Rewatch as well. Rewatch. That's his second appearance in the rewatch uh, after Anchorman, of course. Uh, so it's just weird that, uh, yeah, uh, Anchorman and Talladega Nights and Step Brothers and other guys, and then the big short and Vice, like just a huge departure from his norm. Total different change in yeah. mood of. of and I don't know if he plans on going back to the silliness, but. Well, as a matter of fact, I was reading some trivia on this, and uh, you know how Christian Bale likes to. Like, he's method as hell. Oh, for sure. For sure. So for this one, you know, instead of getting, like, super skinny mm-hmm. or, you know, super jacked in Batman, he actually got Asperger's for this one. He did? Yeah, he actually caught it. He caught it? Yeah. Fucking <laughs> off. <laughs> he caught just, Asperger's just, just for this movie. I had, I had to hang he's that dedicated the, to his craft. He went out until he finally caught Asperger's. And took two drum lessons. It took yeah his, his he does have a scene where he actually does drum. That's right, and it's not not that terrible. Bad. And he's trying to do like metal drumming, which is definitely not easy. So <laughs> I'll give him a pass on that. Uh, I wonder though if he actually got a glass eye put in. I, I wondered that if he myself. Went that method and like replaced his own eye for <laughs> the movie. Took his out, he took his out. Took out an eye. I didn't read that, but that's totally possible. I, if anybody would do it, it'd be him or Daniel Day Lewis would be the two guys that would go that far. Well, this it. is like the 10th showing of Christian Bale in the rewatch right now, and uh, we haven't seen one Daniel Day yet. Yeah, no, we, we haven't. We get to Gangs of New York. Or, I mean, the, well, I mean. Is he in Gangs of New York? Yeah. 
He yeah, is yeah. Gangs of New York. And uh, There Will That's Be Blood and Last of the Mohicans. And you know, was, I have that. He was the titular Lincoln. The titular Lincoln, yes. Yeah. Making a comeback. The titular. The titular. Making just another comeback. Love that. Thing. The titular yeah. playing AC. The titular. <laughs> Uh, hey, did anybody check out Lucy? Or no, what was it? Uh, Tia Carrera. No. You are talking about that band. I didn't know if anybody had decided to go listen to them after we talked about Tia oh, Carrera that's last right. week. I wonder if I can find some a little some bit of their, their jams. music. Maybe um, so anyway, uh, Adam McKay. It's got a, got a hell of a cast in this. Like He pulled in some big names, um, and it's... Not a short movie. It's got a lot of stuff really, really crammed in there, so we'll, we'll, just, we'll just get into it. Uh, we open on a quote, um, Mark Twain, it, it ain't what you know that gets you into trouble. It's what you know for sure just ain't so. Hmm. Uh, so ponder that, I guess. Classic Mark Twain. Yeah, you really make things that make you go, hmm. So we, we open uh, with... Ryan Gosling's our narrator. He's kind of leading us through the story, right? He's talking about banking, especially up and t- up until the eighties. Uh, it wasn't a, a club. It wasn't fun. Nobody got into it for money. It was you just handled people's finances. You Something know, it was you did. Pretty humdrum, boring existence. Um, and so then Louis Ranieri came on the scene at a bank called Solomon Brothers. And what the line, you may not know who he is, but he changed your life more than Michael Jordan, the iPod, and YouTube put together. Because he came up with mortgage-backed security. That sounds sexy. Right there. Mortgage-backed security. Mortgage-backed security. So you have your standard mortgages, you know. I've Mm -hmm. got one. Now you've got one. Yep. And uh, pretty basic shit. We now owe the bank money, and we have to pay every month because of a house. Got Mm -hmm. it. But how do you make that exciting? You bundle a whole bunch of them together. Yep, there it is. That's all it is. It takes like thousands of individual mortgages. He's a visionary. Bundles them all together. The risk stays super low, but they can somehow make profits. The potential payoff. Selling this to other people. Yeah. Just like my student loan debt has been passed to, I don't know, probably three different places by now. They just, well, it's just sell, they're, sell they're, other people's debt. They're federally backed. So when you default on it, they still get the money from the government mm-hmm. or they get it from you once it's all paid off. So either way they get paid, it's just a matter of when. Yes. And when he was able to identify, hey, these adjustable rates, once they go to where they're supposed to be, once that period ends, these people aren't going to be able to make these payments. Mm-hmm. And that's why that's what sparked them to start to buying them all Because they knew, hey, the, the government's going to back them and it's going to be all at once. Uh, not, you know, 20, 30 years down the road. Right, okay. And then, so you'll get hit with the profits from a 1,000 of them instead of one at a time. Yeah, kind of, yeah, pretty much. So, I, uh, I, I'm, I was lost, like, <laughs> halfway through this movie. Still am right now. I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah. leave this to smarter people. But he was saying you don't have to be smart to be a banker. They no. use these words to make yeah. you think that... Only they can do this job. But yeah. Exactly. And I totally get that because when I'm talking to a customer and I'm like, yes, this is the vibration <laughs> pump you have here. And they're like, um, yeah, that's why I paid you $150 an hour. That's right. We uh, want you to think that only we can do what we do. And then the second part was also so that you just leave them the fuck alone. Yeah. <laughs> also why they use the job that's security right. yeah, is what just, it is. So then pretty quickly, banking became the number one industry. And it was like they were all out at strip clubs and in Vegas. And then all of a sudden it was just parties like 
cutscenes from the Goodfellas, just hey, hey, hallelujah. You know, little who, who's your father? Um, so then people, like 2008, it was all coming to a head, and some people started looking into it, some people being Christian Bale, uh, playing Michael Burry. Dr. Michael Burry. Doctor, oh, yes, he will correct you. MD, bro. Dr. Michael Burry. Um, so he, he says that his glass eye that we brought out it separates him and has kept him separate from normal people his whole life. So I guess he views everything differently, no pun intended. Yeah. Well, he's only got one eye. Yeah, right. Uh, he's just really, really, he doesn't, he pun, doesn't have the well, peripheral. Pun not intended. You and Tully intended that pun. <laughs> Don't just say pardon the pun. Pardon the pun. All right. Pardon the pun. (laughs) So uh, he was able to notice that all of this is going to fall apart. Like they have triple A rated, which means this, these are all good, solid, financially stable mortgages making up this bond. So there's no risk of it defaulting because everybody's going to make the payments and you're going to be getting their money from it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like. When they pay their fifteen hundred a month, a lot of that goes into interest, which is all profit to you, and very little goes to their principal. So you get that's how they you get. So you. Why does it make yeah. sense to have those kind of bonds then, or I mean to yeah go into that or bet for that? Because I, it basically, I, it's just like you know you're when you get pay your a bank in. or when I pay my student loan or whatever, a vast majority of what I pay every month just goes to them. It doesn't actually go towards my debt. Yeah, they get money off of the interest just for holding the yes. note. That's all it is. So when they bundle a bunch of them together, now as the person selling it, I don't get that. Like why, if, the, if you as a bank has this great bond that's going to make all this money, why the hell would you sell it? And so that's what I don't get why well, they're because you eliminate, selling it to other people. Well, you eliminate the potential risk of losing that money for a short-term payoff because if they're current in their in their mortgage. Mm-hmm. They've already paid everything. You've made a little bit of money. So then another company says, hey, let's we want to buy these mortgages from you. Well, you've already made a little bit of money. They're taking them off your hands. You yeah. can make a little bit more. And so you, you just, lose that potential risk. You know that it's probably going to collapse, so you want to get rid of it. So I've got now you've got to pawn it off to someone before it collapses. Like you, you Yeah, know, that's stocks, that's short yeah, selling. Yeah, you know, like this is mostly bullshit, but I put a pretty package on it called a AAA. I know it's shit, but I'm going to sell it to you with a pretty package. And you go, oh, look at this AAA loan. I can make some money off of that. And I'm just getting rid It's like hot potato. I'm getting rid of it before it well, collapses. Not, so well, not they, with they're a, just making money on interest? Is that how they make yeah. their money from a bunch of people in yes. this loan? So instead of, mm-hmm. you know, in this bond. We, we have our one mortgage and they're making a bit of money off that interest. But if you pool thousands of right. them together, that's... And so what somebody a, buys that, it's that valued bundle. at something, right? Yeah. And somebody buys it for more or less than it's worth. It's usually less, right? Because that's like, why are you trying to sell me something? Like, what are they paying? That, like, that, they they would have to set a value to that bond, which the bond is just a bundle of mortgages. So they would decide what that value is, whatever, millions of dollars. And then, because like when Christian Bale goes in eventually, they're like, we can do $5 million. And he's like, how about $100 million? And they're like, yeah, okay. You know, uh, so I don't know how they deem the financial value of each bond, but but they do somehow. Possibly okay. has something to do with the um, the remainder on the the note itself. How much they have left and whatever. Yeah, yeah, because there's there's a whole thing that deals with like finances where you can buy bonds, and the closer they are to maturity, the more they are because the uh, less no, time you have to wait for the payoff. 
Yeah, and less likely they are to be defaulted if they're yeah. that close to the end, right? Yeah. So yeah. You, there's less risk mm-hmm. in it. So that that makes sense. So uh, Christian Bale hires on a new guy, and it's like the most awkward interview. And he's like, "Am, am I hired?" Uh, yeah. Find me what? Find me the top twenty selling mortgage bonds. Yeah, and then at the and, end of the interview, what mortgages are in each one? And the in the end of the interview, he's like, "Oh yeah, and what was your name?" <laughs> yeah, well, he didn't even get the guy's name. Doesn't know anything about him. Yeah, he hasn't compiled like thousands of yeah. like, mortgage broker uh, brokerages and, and everything. He, and he's like, "Uh, okay." But that means thousands of them. Yeah, do that. Duh. So he's a pretty weird, pretty weird dude. Uh, then we also get a great anger management class where this guy's talking about his troubles and how he's like, was it a coworker was pissing him off or something? And Steve Carell comes bursting in late. Uh, Steve oh. Carell plays Mark Baum. Uh, he comes in late, just storms through the door, immediately venting about one of his clients as he pours a little cup of coffee. He just doesn't even acknowledge anybody else. Just talks, talks, Full-on talk. meeting going Supposed on. Supposed to be getting him to invest in a fund. Yeah. But instead, I start grilling him about overdraft penalties and how his bank let a customer write 10, 12 checks before they tell him they're overdrawn. And this creep is making billions off screwing over people this way. And I'm getting madder and madder. And I ask him, I look him in the face and I say, how can you sleep at night knowing that you are ripping off working people? And you know what he did? He left. He just walks out of the lunch. Doesn't yeah, say so a word. this guy is all yeah. So he just storms in, hero type, and yeah, he is. He he's very much a no bullshit, no frills. Like he does not mince words, and he doesn't want any sort of fraudulent or like you don't rip anybody off, don't lie to people. Which for being in investments and <laughs> it's not really you're good really thing. in the wrong industry. But so the therapist tries to talk to him like. Hey, what did we say about you just steamrolling? Oh, were you talking? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I had no idea. Uh, my And then his phone rings, and he just answers the phone, and then walks out. So he's in the, I got to take this. And there's like a management meeting for all of like two minutes. Um, but it's his wife on the phone, and she's like, she brings up his brother, and he's like gets really sullen, and we don't we don't know what that's all about yet. But something about his brother he's not dealing with. So Christian Bale... Definitely is noticing something in the housing market, right? He's like, there's mortgage-backed securities, but they're they're filled with risky loans, and they will fail. They say that they're sound. They say they're low risk, but they're not. So it, they're 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 lying, like we talked about. They they say here's all these great loans. Everybody's got their payments. We've checked before we gave the people the loan. We checked that they could afford it. You know, and there was like a percentage of them that were like going to default and yeah. that would crumble the whole thing, right? Yeah. So they would say like, this is sixty percent backed, meaning the sixty percent of them we know for sure are gold. The other are risky, but for the most part, like you got a good chance of this paying off. But they're full of shit because we find out later, like most of them are ninety five percent, like B, triple B, like shit, yeah, and very few good loans. Um, but they just don't let you know that, and they completely blatantly lie to you. And he's catching that. So we get a yet again the unnecessarily handsome Ryan Gosling narrator <laughs> comes over and tells us that there's a lot of terms thrown around to make it sound like only they can do what they do, so that we just leave them alone. But to break it all down for you, here's Margot Robbie in a bubble bath. That's right. And we cut to Margot Robbie in a bubble bath. Uh, we, which 
I mean, this movie could have been more interesting if it was just her explaining Bonds to us the whole time for two I, hours. I would have got down with that. Um, but she's like sipping champagne, and she gets to use her actual accent, which is nice because usually you don't get that accent. Um, so it's just even better. And uh, so she says the opening thing about bundling mortgages and then selling them was super profitable, and it was great, but then they begun to run out of mortgages because only so many people can buy fucking houses. So they begin using riskier and riskier ones to start filling in the gaps with these bundles, you know? And so Christian Bale found out that a lot of these AAA bonds that they say are all good, legitimate mortgages were actually mostly full of subprime shit ones and he subprime means shit subprime (laughs) means shit and he planned to bet against them all get it now fuck off (laughs) get out of my bathroom now basically um and then we we that's actually she's drinking champagne that's what we're drinking oh yeah i didn't even think about we yeah so we're totally drinking champagne champagne. better better than that last time we had champagne from uh, that batman episode uh so we are definitely drinking champagne yeah (laughs) Uh, well, you know, champagne of beers. It's close te- enough. It's in the name. It's in the name. <laughs> um, then we meet Marissa Torme. Love her. She's Torme. She, Torme. How do you say it? Tome. Tome. Oh, you don't say the R? I do. Tome. It's like a Tome. I like, Tome. To, I like to say the R. Is there even Torme. an R in there? Yeah. I didn't even know it was, uh, had an R in there. Tome. Has, has I don't R. think I've ever seen her last name before. There's an R in there. Anyway, she plays Steve Carell. Is it a hard R? Yeah, right. It is. Uh, she plays Steve Carell's wife, and she's like trying to talk sense into him. Uh, there is not an R in her. There's name. not an R. Nope. Well, that's my bad. I apologize. So, yeah, he's walking around the street ranting, and uh, he obviously has anger issues. He like hails a cab, and some other guy tries to get in it. And he's like, "No, no, this is my cab," and they like get into a whole scuffle about it, and she just hangs up on him because. She's tired of his bullshit. So this is where Christian Bale goes around to separate banks, right? And based, he wants to buy against against the housing market, which I don't get. So he's not just buying the bonds. He's, he's buying against him. He's basically saying, I'm going to give you this money saying they will fail. I don't think necessarily... Th- so he's shorting the bonds, thus the name The Big Short. Like yeah. he's, he's doing, he's shorting them. Well, there was a good line later in the movie. Is like, in order for this to pay off, like, the American economic system's going to have to take a shit. Yeah, you just bet against, as Brad Pitt's line. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Brad Pitt's you in this just movie bet for some fucking system. reason. You just bet against the American economy. People yeah. are going to lose homes and jobs, and you're celebrating that. Yeah. Um, just don't dance. Don't dance. Just don't dance. Uh, so he starts going in, and they laugh at him. They think he's insane, and, of course, they take his money. He well, does, yeah. Well, like, she even says, like, this is Wall Street. We won't hesitate to take your money. Yeah, that's right. We have no problems taking <laughs> well, your money. Well, because from what from their perspective, like, they're getting that money from those from the from loans bonds. in full right then instead yeah. of 20, 30 years because from what they, they think they're all double, triple A, that they're going to pay off. Yeah. They're not going to default. So how does he then get paid when if it fails? From the government to pay them from the, back because the, the, uh, the mortgages were government-backed. So, like, the FDIC thing... If, of, I believe something like that. Oh, yeah. But I mean, not that because that's just for like private accounts. Like well, if, yeah. if, if my checking account busts, FDIC is going to cover that to the bank. Yeah. Get, get, get yeah, me that Well, back then also alternatively, whatever. if the bank were to go bust, you're still covered for the funds that right, you have. Right. Yeah. So, it, okay. So yeah. he's saying these are going to fail and then the government's going to give me the money that what those loans were worth. 
essentially. Yeah. If it was like a whole bunch of two hundred thousand dollar home loans, a thousand of those, that's two million dollars in that bundle, right? Sure. So that's what I get if it fails Math. from the government. Right. Oh, and that it, it eliminates your interest that you would have accumulated if they were paying. Is that right? Is that why that, that's the loss? Why is it a bad thing that that happens? That well, yeah, because the bank, the bank basically paid whoever, like for me, it was Lennar, the 200000 whatever for the home. Uh-huh. If the loan fails or if I fail and they don't get that 200000 plus from me, then they just gave Lennar all that money and now they're out $200,000. So that's why it's bad if my, lo- if my loan fails. And if you have a bunch of those together and they all fail, then you're out millions. Oh, so yeah, yeah. yeah. The government pays them, but the loan guy doesn't get any money. That's right. what you're saying. Okay. So then that's why they want to get rid of them. Like they've been getting interest for a bit or maybe not. I guess if it's a real shit loan, like the, we meet the two fucking super douchebags later that are like, we don't even, we don't even make them fill in the financial part of the well, loan. We don't I mean, that's that attitude. I mean like that. Uh, so yeah, before all this happened, the government wanted to allow allow air quotes more people to be able to afford a home so they lowered the standards and as an incentive to get these mortgage companies to back people who obviously couldn't afford a home right they said hey just you give these people loans we'll back them in case they they and then and then so that way you still get your money but that that resulted in people with unverified income absolutely getting a house and so those like these two guys we get to later that were just Mm -hmm. giving people loans one stripper had Two loans per house, and she had five houses and a condo. Yeah. You know? Because they didn't verify they didn't, ver- they didn't care, because as soon as they write the loan, the bank's going to buy it. So as far as these guys are concerned, I did my work. They the just per- got paid. The person had to pay me for my mortgage lending job, and then the bank bought the loan off me, so then I get money for the bank. I'm getting yeah. it on both ends, and, he's like, and I, I had no trouble anymore, because it was out of my hands within five minutes. Yeah, because he was like, I can finalize a loan on Friday, and the bank will buy it Monday. Yeah, so he doesn't care. So they're getting their payoffs just like that. Yeah. And... You see what happened, you and know, when those adjust, when those, um, when the interest rates, you know, ended in that, um, that fixed period and went to adjustable to what the markets actually were, these people couldn't afford <sighs> it. Yeah. And then they have to declare bankruptcy and then the bank gets no money at it all. Yeah. And then the bank's fucked. But and if then multiply that by millions of homes. Yeah. You've got a problem. A big <laughs> problem. So anyway, Christian Bale somehow betting money that that is going to happen. And all of these banks, these major banks, like Bank of America, and I think he went to J.P. Morgan and all these major companies, and they're all laughing at him and taking hundred millions of time. Uh, he's, so they're okay. How they're is it like illegal the, that they're taking a bet like that? So that's what that's what they sort of explained it shouldn't, later. Shouldn't be. Well, it's not so much a bet. <laughs> it's just him saying, "Hey, you have these loans. I want to buy the note from you." And yeah, in the back of his mind, it's buy like, the "Yeah, note, what is fail. the note? The the loan." Like so, you have you know your mortgage through. But let's just he, say Bank he's of not America. Doing, that's just what they do when they trade them back and forth all the time. Anyway, he did something different that became like all the rage. Well, doing the the, the swapping and the shorting and the like, betting that it will fail or putting betting against it, buying against the loan, not just buying the loans. He's buying against them, as they said. Well, because Homeboy saw the pattern that they were lending to people who obviously couldn't afford these houses, so he knew it was going to fail. Mm-hmm. Just didn't know when and what would actually set it off. And so, but that's, yeah. So, I mean, he knew it was going to fail, and that would result in his payday. Is that the system failing? Now, that's kind of fucked up in itself. So he's buying yeah. into the loan. He knows that 
it's federally backed. Uh-huh. So if it does fail, either way, he does, he's making money. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. That, I and see these what banks doing. see it as a triple A loan that not, it's it not going to default. So. The the thing was he had to make payments on them because he essentially is until it happened. Until it did happen. So if it never happened. He was making... So what payments was he making? He was making monthly payments on his $100 million investment, basically. Yeah. Somehow, I, which I, I forgot how he phrased it, but he did say, you know, until this happens, like, I'll pay you monthly yeah, because while he owns it, boss, it's still making money. That's why his boss was coming to scream at him yeah. later. It's <laughs> like, you're, you're, you've now, like, racked up $1.5 billion on this fucking crazy scheme. Give me my money back. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. you're, it, yeah, that part. Uh, we'll get there. So anyway, he, he, I love that he goes around and uh, as he goes to all these banks and they laugh and take his money, he does he does this and he always takes a mug. Oh, yeah. He's always getting a <laughs> mug from him, like a little keepsake for all this. So anyway, they're, they're calling it credit default swaps is now what, what Christian Bale is doing. So he put down $1.3 billion overall saying that all these things are going to fail. And so he has to make payments on them, like we were saying, until they do fail. Or, the way his boss puts it, we have to lose millions of dollars until something that's never happened happens. Happens. Is that correct? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, Steve Carell, we meet his little firm. He has his little group of guys, right? And uh, they get a wrong number because they happen to have the same name as another firm. Right, and so Ryan Gosling's calling around trying to get people interested in this that he caught wind of, uh, at like a club. Uh, yeah, guys are talking about it at a club. Like we we fucking took this guy's money because he thinks that all these fucking mortgage bonds are gonna fail. Can you believe it? And R- Gosling looks at it. I never hang out with these people. I have sports friends. But <laughs> but anyway, he he overhears of this, so he's trying to find people to to invest with this, and accidentally calls Steve Carell's firm. And they're I love how they randomly will look at the camera and be like, "Yes, this actually happened. No, this isn't how this happened." But for I didn't care for breaking say, the fourth wall too no? much. No, it, it pulled. It was a pretty serious movie, and it pulls yeah. you out of. But I I get the effect that it had to explain some of the shit like with yeah. Bourdain and then whoever the other fucking singer what like oh, I, yeah, I yeah. Get the, Selena Gomez has yeah. a part but i mean like when like this when they're sitting there and he's on the, he's on the wrong number and he finally hangs up he's like so there's this crazy call i just got and then they will say yes this is actually how it happened like yeah. this billion dollar idea all came from a wrong phone number yeah you know like we verified that this is this part's really true um so he does have a meeting with him, and he brings out Jenga to help prove his point. And so the Tower of Jenga has AAA at the top, down to AA, single A, then B, then double B, then triple B at the bottom, right? And he's, like, talking about when all these triple Bs and then double Bs, and all these start to fail out of the bottom. He's taking Jenga blocks out of the bottom, and the whole thing falls over, and he goes, you get that. What's that? It's the American economy. Holy shit, shut the fuck up. He pulls, like, a real Walter to Donnie. <laughs> yeah, he does. On him. Um... Uh, God damn it, I had it written out. Oh, well, it's too late now. So he's saying lots of AAA bonds are mostly these shit bonds, meaning, yes, they will fail. Uh, and then he goes off on his guy. This is my guy. He's Asian. He doesn't even speak English. He's so Asian. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's good at math. He got first place in an algebra competition yeah. <laughs> or some shit. He doesn't even speak English. And then English. the guy gets his like little talking head, and he's like, I speak English, and actually A's. I got fourth in that competition. <laughs> he just likes to build B's, it up. Zero. Yeah. Double B's. Zero. Here Triple goes. B's. Zero. 
And then that happens. What is that? That's America's housing market. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. And then his little buddy. Okay, we keep playing just a little longer. Thank you. Fucking hey, Jared. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> Pulls a real Donnie. He does it a few times to that yeah. guy. It's a bit of a shut the fuck up, Donnie. Uh, so he's telling them that like these credit default swaps, these things that Christian Bale's doing, and when everything collapses, you can get a 10 to 1 or even a 20 to 1 return. So I don't know if some of that depends on how much are bad bonds and good bonds determine how much of a return you get when you invest in this. Nobody, but, and also nobody knows that these supposed 65% triple-A rated good bonds are actually 95% filled with low FICO score rated shit that is going to fail. Yep. So almost completely failures here that they're saying. Again. And uh, he has the great, also a great line here. I'm just standing in front of a burning building and I'm offering you fire insurance on it. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, okay. That, you really sold him on that. I mean... He has to be pretty damn sure of something. And so, yeah, then we get the Anthony Bourdain thing here where they're talking about diversifying bonds. Now, what the fuck does that mean? Really, it's a, it's a clever term. It just means when they have leftover shit, they can't just throw it away. Make so it they find a else. new way to use it to continue. We have to sell it or we have to make use of it somehow. Uh, so we go to Anthony Bourdain talking about if, if he has a special on halibut and it doesn't all sell, he can't throw out this expensive-ass fish. So he chops it up and he re- uses it in soup. And now he has, baby, you got a stew going. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got a whole stew going. And so then it's not two-day-old fish. It's halibut vegetable stew. Yeah. And it's an entirely new dish. So he can, he can get his profits out of all of the, the money he had, all the, uh, the stock, you know, his whole supply. So that's what they're doing with bonds. They pile them together, and now it's called diversified. But all it is is we swept up all the shit and put it in a new package. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> now that means diversified. So, and, and because it's diversified, in air quotes, it automatically gets a AAA rating. So you can sweep up a whole bunch of bottom-of-the-barrel, no FICO score, or maybe they haven't even made payments on it, whatever, bundle them all together, call it diversified, and it's immediately AAA rated, which means... Everybody thinks it's great, Yep. even though it's not. And that's why they're so willing to sell them the yeah. bonds, because they're like, yeah, these aren't going to fail. Like, whatever. You want to give us money now for yeah. them? Yeah. There's, fuck yeah. We'll take housing our housing market's now. never going to fail. It's housing. Everybody needs houses. This yeah. will never crumble, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Give um, me that money. <laughs> yeah. So there you decide, all right, we're going to go with it. They gamble. Um, then we meet these two guys, Charlie Geller and Jamie Shipley, and they're like at this great meeting with JP Morgan. They're all excited, and some guy comes and sits down <laughs> in the lobby, and they're like, uh, "We started with like three hundred thousand dollars, and we've turned it into two million. He's like, "Oh, that's that's great. No, that's really cool. So you know, can we can we do uh, get? We need some of these big trades. You know, we wanna we wanna get up there, and well, you know, you're a little bit short of our minimum." Well, and they how, don't have how, the, the ISDA. Then, oh, that is, yeah. He's yeah. like, so how short are we? Uh, let's see, about $1,998,000,000. Yeah. Oh, does this make us look really bad that we didn't even know that? It's not good. Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> Great. And then they have yeah. a, a scene where they break the fourth wall here, here because, because they find that... Uh, the uh, plans or whatever, like a little... what an ISDA it was. 
Oh, you caught me off guard there. Uh, essentially, it was just like a. No, con- no, that's what he would. That's what they broke the fourth wall. Oh for. yeah. Oh yeah. He yeah, breaks down like, that. What? Yeah. The, and then how good. they found the plan for. They found like basically Christian Bale's portfolio explaining his idea about the market. Yeah. And then they break the fourth wall and say, "No, this didn't actually happen. We this and then this mm-hmm. and then this." But for for time's sake and for movie's sake, moving on. Yeah. So, uh, because this is a true story, and there's a book out. You know, and these are all real people, so I'm sure that they wanted to cover some bases and make sure nobody was going to be like, wait a minute. Uh, but I do find it funny. They're like, who has a meeting in a lobby? God damn it. We should have known this was, like, we should have known what this was before we showed up here. No, no, it wasn't a meeting at the lobby. Is who schedules a meeting for 4.50? Oh, that's right, at 4.50 in the fucking <laughs> afternoon. And the, the lady at the desk is like, you have to leave. We're closing. She Get gets out. on them a few times. Yeah, they're, they're like, like oh, shit, yeah, we're God going, damn it, how fucking stupid are we? Um... <laughs> So yeah, they then they call Ben. Here's where we meet Ben. He's the a former trader who got out of the trade game, but this is Brad Pitt, who really just he didn't even try to sexify himself up. He's like he's like a, a survivor man in the fucking woods. He's got a bushy beard, and he's still Brad Pitt. Brad still Pitt did something all over the place. for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was questioning some things, <laughs> but he he's talking about growing his. He, I grew my, I grew these vegetables myself. You guys got to grow your own vegetables and uh, seeds. Seeds ben are the had real experience in a big bank. Yeah, Jamie and Charlie never even been in a Manhattan bank bathroom. But Ben was done with the banking world. He was very clear. I realize that. Let's crunch some numbers and then maybe we'll talk about we'll crunch the numbers. Right, so they call. Yeah, they get with Ben. Oh, yeah, I just missed that part. And uh, so they're they're. Ben, they're at Ben's house. He's making him dinner, and he grows his own veggies. Yeah, so he's saying seeds are the seeds are the currency of the future, but pure seeds, not that genetically modified Monsanto crap, like the little Monsanto seeds are jab be there. The new currency, and not those Franken seeds from Monsanto. I'm talking not those Franken seeds from Monsanto. Make yourself a garden. Learn to live off the land. Ben had real and he uh, also, as they start to eat, he talks about how he purified his own soil with urine, and they're like. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they then they go they start going to talk to homeowners right because they want to see about start at the ground level dealing with loans and mortgages let's go talk to these people face to face so they go to this first home and it's this guy who answers and he's like we need to speak to so and so I didn't write down the name he's like you want to talk to my landlord's dog yeah <laughs> what? So the landlord obviously has multiple homes and filled out the loan for this one under his dog's name. And he's like, wait, I've been paying my rent. Are you telling me that this motherfucker hasn't been paying the mortgage? What about my kid? I just got him into school. Like, wait, I'm paying rent, man. What's going on here? Dude, that's scary. Like, you when should you think about you sh- it. You should talk renter. to your landlord. You yeah. really need, I would just call him, please. Like, He's like, am I going to lose my house? Yeah, like, just, guy, just call your landlord. Like, dude, I have no idea. I'm an investment banker. I have no fucking idea how to deal with it. But that's like their first glimpse into, holy shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> what is going on? So the, the, the people in the houses don't know what's happening. The people with the loans are doing fucking literally anything to just get as many loans as possible because obviously the government's going to back it. Who cares? Um, so And then for some reason there's an alligator in a swimming pool. Also, yeah. well, I think they were in Florida, weren't they? Yes, that's, yeah, yeah. That's, so, that's I mean, par for the course. That's how they sell homes. Welcome to Florida. One gator for every pool. 
<laughs> it comes with the house. It's like uh, one television, one car yeah. for each home. Yeah, that's right. It's a, it's a part of the American dream. A gator for each pool. Four fingers on each hand and a gator in every <laughs> that's pool. Right. Be like in Joe Dirt when uh, uh, whoever is fucking Arquette has lost her fingers. And Joe Dirt? Joe Dirt. Remember when he wakes up at the end and she's like, Gator bit off some of my fingers, but luckily he didn't take this one because Gert B. Fro proposed to me. I don't remember that one. Oh, Joe well, Dirt. I mean, we'll I get there. It's been a while. Because he worked a bit at the alligator yeah. farm. Yeah. 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 She was the owner of Rosanna Ar- Rosanna Arquette, one of the Arquette hmm. sisters. I didn't know anyway. it was an Arquette. It's an Arquette. She uh, lost some fingers. Anyway, that's what happens to everybody in Florida when you buy a home. <laughs> your, your, your pool gator gets some of your. The pool gators. Pool gator bit me. Um, so they're, they're, they're quickly finding out that this is... The pool gators are a uh, uh, water polo team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, that would actually be... That, that would be a good name for one. That's water gators. Pool. Coming from a Florida pool near you. That's right. Seems like something that would be on a basketball. One of those teams. <laughs> one of those weird team names. So we cut back to Christian Bale. We get this line of... Those houses are debts, not assets. Like his bosses are trying to yell at him about all this money he's spending, and he's saying you you got to stop looking at houses as assets because the way the market's going, there every house you see here is is debt, not an asset, because these people can't pay this yeah. shit. Yeah, They're and nobody else it. can see it the way he can because we all have two eyes. Mm. That's what it is. That one eye filters out the bullshit. That's right. It does. It does. He doesn't have he doesn't have that overlap in his vision. Fucking shit up. It's just straight and true. Eye no, on the prize. No, <laughs> no, no depth for feel, but actually there was a song. Oh, there's a great song. I believe it's by a guy named Haywood Banks about I got a girl with just one eye. No depth for feel, but sweet as a pie. She's the one eye, one I love. Oh, it's a fucking brilliant song. Check Talking it out. Talking about his dick, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um... Well, no, is it? I just don't care, Rio, if her vision isn't stereo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so Haywood Banks, check out that song. So Carell's crew meets with some more mortgage mortgage lenders, right? These these two guys. One of them, I believe, is a guy from New Girl. If anybody ever watched New Girl, I think it's like the the hot roommate that's fucking people all the time. This is where we get that scene where they're like, "Oh, the the more yeah. immigrant they are, oh, the yeah. more I'm I ready." I love immigrants. Yeah. They don't even understand the numbers. Those fucking idiots. Like, yeah, dude, come on, you asshole. But then, it, what was it? He goes, "I wouldn't be driving a seven series if it weren't for strippers." Ooh, yeah, <laughs> because of my okay. strippers. It's a BMW. I make pretty sure he's talking about on a fixed rate prime. Thanks, thanks. Right, but I can make. 10,000 on a subprime adjustable. Trust me, I'm not driving a 7 Series without strippers. There it is. No one on the pole has good credit, and they're all cash rich. No one on the pole has good credit, and they're all cash rich. Who's Warren Buffett? Who's Warren Buffett? (laughs) So these guys are all bragging about money, and they don't know who Warren Buffett is. So they're like, okay, strippers, well, can we go talk to them? And they're like, yeah. yeah, yeah, Totally, dude. Totally. We go on strips, brah. So they get to the street, and you get Steve Carell in a private room. He paid that VIP price. Yeah. And she's talking to him. And she's talking to him, and he's like, can you just stop dancing and talk to me? I'll still pay you, but just stop with all, stop with this. And she can, because there's a pit boss out there. So she's talking, she's like, I got like two two loans per house. And he goes, okay, well, that doesn't really make a lot of sense, you know? And so he says, you're going to, you're going to get screwed over when this, when this, hits when this happens like you're going to end up paying like 10 to 20 times more on your loans 
She goes, on every loan? He goes, every loan? What do you mean? I have five houses. I have five houses and a condo. And I think you can see, if you pause just right, the moment when both of them shit themselves from their individual realizations <laughs> about what's going to happen. Like, it's a very just, oof. Freeze frame. <laughs> Normally, you got to pay for that in the VIP. Yeah, yeah. you got to pay extra. I VIP. Believe that, ooh, for poop. I believe that's called the glass table. You got to lay underneath there. Um. So, yeah, um, there's a lot of loans out there, but there's no substance to any of them. And it's a bubble, basically. They're saying all these loans building up, building, building, building. They say it's like a balloon. You can inflate it and inflate it and inflate it, but it's, it's going to burst eventually. There's no substance inside of it. So they call uh, one of Carell's guys calls Ryan Gosling, who happens to be at the gym. And he's like, all right, all I need to know is how are you fucking us? Like, I'm not fucking Because it you. sounds too good to be true. Yeah, yeah. So what do you get out of this? How are you fucking us? And he's like, look, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, you get you get the sundae. You get the bananas. You get the ice cream. You get the fucking chocolate topping. Look, I get the nuts, and maybe I get the cherry off top. Yeah, I get something out of this, too. But you get the fucking sundae. So they decide to sell, and uh, he gets all excited and gives high five stranded women on the treadmill because he just made a big made a big deal. You know, it's cool. Um, so cut back to Charlie and Jamie and they're trying to call Ben who has multiple numbers and they can't remember. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He answers, hello? Hey, this is Jamie. You're not supposed to use this. Hangs up immediately. He's like, God damn it, dude. Like, why are we still doing this? It's 2008 for fuck's sake. Then he calls them on like oh, the he, sat phone or yeah, something. Yeah, he's, so he's like, do you really think they're listening? They have a billion dollars and they could listen to 500 and something phone calls a minute. You think they're not using that opportunity? I mean, that's true. Yeah. Well, actively listening, maybe not. And so then it's, documented, it's funny yes. they actually get through and there's like, okay, I promise I won't say anything about bombs or blah, blah, blah. And he hangs up on him again. <laughs> yeah. He's like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, ben does not fuck around. But they need him. They need to schmooze him because they can't get a seat at the big boys table without him. But he used to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. So if he goes to the banks instead of Charlie and Jamie... Then they know him. He's got they the know reputation. Him. Yeah, they then they can they can get their foot in the door, right? So he flies to meet them. He shows up with a mask at the airport, and he's coming down the escalator as there's the one Asian going up the escalator. They give each other the yeah, we got mask nod. <laughs> yeah. So the only people with it, they have his name on the paper, like you do when you're picking someone up. He immediately takes it away and like crumbles it up and tears it to pieces because he's so concerned about his privacy. Uh, so anyway, they're saying that. I just clicked on something and I fucked up my notes. So sorry, let me find where I'm. Is there any foreshadowing with the uh, the mask wearing? I mean, that's I, I don't know. Kind of appropriate timing, right? It is. And we up. we've come up with this a lot. A lot of like movies that are that are usually mask wearing or something about masks that seems fitting now. Um. So subprime loan subprime loans will go bad, but subprime bonds, which are made up of loans, are somehow more valuable. And it doesn't seem to make any sense. And Carell's not really able to wrap his head around it. And uh, as a, as the the bonds are going up more, Carell's bosses come to talk to him, right? Like, you, you took our fucking money. We need to talk to you. And he's on the phone with one of his dudes, right? And I love this bit where he's talking to his goon. There's goon. <laughs> his employee's like, uh, go in there very politely and tell them to fuck off. And so he, he walks into the room. <laughs> yes. He walks into the room and goes, Mark uh, says, fuck off. He did it very Or no, is it ladies and gentlemen, Mark yeah. says, fuck off. Fuck off. So he literally goes and politely tells him to fuck off, 
which is great. So was it? There's they're talking on the phone, and he's uh, again, and he's like, "This this whole thing, this loan thing, makes no sense." It's like two plus two equals fish, because the loans are shit. But somehow they're still making money, and it shouldn't be that way. Somebody's fucking up. Like there's there's some there's some shady shit going on here. Uh, there someone's saying that they're valuable when they're obviously not. So there's somewhere in this line, there's some bullshit to fuck more people over and keep making money. So they need to go to Vegas. Why why are we going to Vegas? Well, there's a giant financial forum, and so and somebody's talking, right? So we need to go there. They they land and Ryan Gosling meets him. He's like, "Great, I've already been here for six hours. I already hit the gym. I ate two poached eggs and I played blackjack with Harry Dean Stanton." Which I want to include that because Harry Dean Stanton, he was her boy from Alien, the one in uh, smoking all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. And he was also the one in Avengers. Wilson, you've got a condition. <laughs> After the Hulk goes flying, are you an alien? No, Will. Oh yeah, you, you've got a condition. So, <laughs> Harry Dean Stanton's been on a show a few times, so I, he isn't in this movie, he just gets that name drops, kind of funny. So, there's a guy talking at this forum, right, and everybody's sitting there, and Steve Carell interrupts him, like, what do you, what do you think the percentages of these, uh, this all falling apart, or, I can't remember his exact question, but the guy's like, I think the percentages are pretty high, he goes, no, zero, zero percent, and yeah, he's throwing up the sign, Zero. Zero. And then his phone rings and he answers his phone and walks off. And that's when Ryan Gosling looks at the camera and goes, no, he did that. He asked that exact question, said those words, took a phone call, and walked out of the room. <laughs> and left the speakers going, uh, what? So I do like Carell's character in this movie, old Mark Baum. So bonds still aren't going down. Even Christian Bale's like, he's got his marker board he goes out every day and writes the percentages and his you know the the values and he's like even getting defeated and giving up uh charlie and jamie at vegas are feeling pretty defeated but they just like you know what let's buy more we need to buy against double a bonds everybody would do that right every bank would do that so then they start going on to all these people that had turned them down saying we want to buy these strong rated bonds or bet against them or whatever. So then they're all like doing like they did to Christian Bale earlier. Like, yeah, of course we're going to take your money. <laughs> you idiots. Um, so they're, they're all excited about it, but this is what we were talking about with Brad Pitt's like, do you know what you just did? You just, you just bet against the American economy. So don't dance. <laughs> like you're, you're betting that people are going to lose houses. And was it every one percentage of joblessness equals 4,000 people homeless or something like that? I don't remember the figure he throws down. They're like, well, we didn't know that. And he's like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> uh, walks off a bit. So he, Carell then finds out he's talking to the stoop, like, oh, my God, the sleazeball at this, like, sushi place in Vegas. So uh, Carell's sitting at the table with him, and the rest of the crew's at the table behind, him like, watching him. He's like, your, your boss looks so mad. He's about no, to lose no, his shit. He's about to explode. No, he's just, no, he's just curious. This is what he does. He's <laughs> like, no, he's, seriously, he's... Um, but then this guy's talking about like 
he works for Merrill Lynch, but he represents the investors, even though he doesn't. And even though he gets paid, by gets Merrill paid by Lynch. Merrill Lynch, and he's like, I actually, I don't even live in New York. I my office is in New Jersey. He's like, that's like forty five minutes. Well, it's only five minutes by helicopter. <laughs> and he's like, okay. And so then this guy basically says, we we talk about insurance on the bonds more than the bonds themselves, because hey, you've got this bond, but you need to put insurance on it. So. Then the market for insurance on bonds is 20 times bigger than the bonds themselves. And Carell's like, how is any of this fucking possible? Like, you were insane. Well, let's, uh, let's see what my net worth is compared to what your net worth is. And he just gets up and walks away from the table, and this fucking dude's, like, all, all proud of himself for being a sleazebag of sleazebags, right? So then we get this thing about synthetic bonds, and uh, we get Selena Gomez and some guy I've never heard of talking about synthetic bonds. So they're sitting at a blackjack table. And how synthetic bonds work is, say, Selena Gomez is playing a hand, right? So they're playing blackjack. So they're trying to get to 21. She's got, what, 17. The dealer has four or something. He's like, oh, I'd say this is a pretty good... Like, odds are pretty good that she's going to win this hand. So two people standing behind her make a bet. Like, I bet you $200,000 that she wins this hand. And the guy's like, I'll take that bet. People behind them then go, I'll bet you double or nothing that she wins that bet about that other lady's hand. Okay, Mm -hmm. I'll take that. And it goes on and on and on and on until it went from Selena Gomez playing a $50 hand of blackjack to people betting like a billion dollars on this person's bet, which is on this person's bet, which is on this person's bet. And it's just like a fucking telephone game of betting on bets basically that expands the money of something from $50 to a billion. And it's all based on nothing. Just And like, that's just so fucking crazy to think about. And that's like what the housing market and the insurance then on those bonds. That's really all it is. is people betting on bets and there's, there's absolutely no, there's no actual money involved here. So when it's like, a billion dollar thing going on there there isn't a billion dollars there to to deal with or to, you know it it's just so fucking weird to think about and pretty fucking frightening yeah honestly like how old uh how old were y'all when when all that happened in 2008 2008 I, well, I was 82 so i would have been like 26 i was still renting so yeah i was I in know. college so i mean i just barely got a little I heard about it, but I was like, on. I don't know the yeah. home, whatever. I, I worked at a gas station and so played, a, played, in a, <laughs> played in a rock band and got drunk all the time. I didn't pay attention to the housing market. I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. Uh, probably for the best, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you, you think about it, like looking back on it, it was good to watch this movie to to learn about it. I mean, it was pretty informative. I, mean, this, I, have, I don't know how much of it is like actually true. But yeah, I, there is a there's based on a book that you could read. I don't think I could make it through. I could hardly make it through this movie. I don't think I could handle a book on this stuff. But it I'll is get good back to, know, to y'all on the book. <laughs> cool. That and American Psycho. Still waiting on the report on that. All right, I'm working uh, on it. Um, but yeah, like if someone's talking about diversified bonds, I would have thought, oh, that means so. Well, that must mean something. And now I know better. You know. So it is good at least to learn some of the terms and that they all actually mean fuck all, basically. So it is helpful for that. Uh, yeah, Christian Bale's like. Just so defeat. He's playing his metal drums. That's how he gets out of his grip, which is a pretty good idea. Like, if you got some aggression, you got to work out. Heavy metal drums, that'll do it. And his, even his wife's like, is everything okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, then he writes an email 
which this this was kind of funny. He writes an email saying that uh, he's going to restrict his investors' ability to withdraw from the fraudulent market until further notice. And as soon as he hits send, like his inbox, ding, 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 ding. You've got his mail. Fo- you've, got, phone, you've, got, you've got, you've got, you've got, you've got ringing mail. off the hook. Beepers are going like <laughs> everything. Fax machines spewing shit out. All the subject lines of the emails are, I'm suing, I'm suing, I'm suing. <laughs> He's like, immediate response. This, yeah. Yeah, everybody's pretty pissed off about him not allowing them to withdraw. Because when he made $1.3 billion of of bets or shorts or whatever, it wasn't like his company had that money. He has people investing. So he's taking other people's money and then doing this and telling them, hey, I got this idea. And he told them, like, second quarter next year is when it'll pay off. Just wait till second quarter. I promise this is going to happen. And then it starts looking worse and worse and worse. And he's worried because if the investors pull out, then he doesn't have any of this money that he's been using to make his monthly payments. His his whole investment that he made falls apart. Like, he's completely fucked. His company's fucked. Everything is fucked here, dude. So he makes it impossible for them to do that, which is obviously not a good sign, and they know that. It's fucked. <laughs> the goddamn train has crashed off the... Building or so, crashed into the building. Pain has hit the mountain. Oh, that's it. That's what it was. Yeah. Ah, right? uh, man, it was just last week, and I already forgot. But not abide another toe, Mr. <laughs> I will tell them to whatever damage occurs to her. I will tell them upon your head. tenfold upon your head. Um, I was gonna also try to not only remember the quote, but turn it into a relevant thing about investing somehow and. Basically, the plane of my analogy ran into the mountain of my speaking. Yes. That's <laughs> what happened there. Uh, so anyway, the, the banks keep the bonds rated, even though they're starting to, the, the actual loans that make them up are defaulting. Every, you know, uh, But the banks keep saying that they're, they're, they're valuable, and everybody's like, what the fuck? So they, like Steve Carell keeps calling Ryan Gosling, saying, what is happening? He told us that once they fall... Everything we we get our investment back, and uh, that's not happening. What's going on here? And this is where we get uh, yeah Ryan Gosling in the bathroom. He keeps kicking people out, and here we go. Over. Morgan is taking out some heavy losses in the bond department. Your ship might be taking on water. It might be time to get a life jacket and get out. Holy shit! I'm jacked. Holy shit! I'm jacked. I'm jacked to the test. There's our opening line. Good. Do you feel it? You feel it? No. Oh, that's extremely convenient for you. Interesting. Uh, yeah. The, the clip that I played, I'm, fi- I'm financially... It's also in there, depending on the version sometimes or something. But yeah, also, the, I feel like version. I'm financially inside of you right now. It's from that same scene. So he's like, everybody's jumped on this train now. That the the shorting is like the... the it's the new thing. So everybody's buying into this. So obviously, the banks even though the loans are all defaulting, aren't going to let this go because it, people are still making these investments. Um, so this this could go really bad. Um, so then they go to meet this... He talks to the lady, Kathy, that's kind of his boss. She was the one that was trying to talk to him earlier and was politely told to fuck off. But she... Because his firm is like in the Morgan Stanley building, but they don't... 
they're not part of Morgan Stanley. They're just like in their building, whatever. And she's like, one of their one of their investors tried to do this, but then to cover his own ass, he kept getting higher and higher bonds, and now everything's gone tits up, and they're like in debt fifteen billion dollars. And he's like, I had no idea when I was, or yeah, don't tell me that Morgan Stanley actually backed this. And she like doesn't even say anything. I had no idea. Like I was betting against these banks. I had no idea I was betting against My the fucking bank. bank that's kind of supporting me. That sucks. Um, so I was, oh, I was betting against myself. In his swarmy little Steve Carell voice. So his team tries to talk out of it, but he wants to hold. He's saying we're gonna wait and we're gonna wait and we're gonna wait and we're gonna wait. And he did. He actually does say it like that. Um. Back to Charlie and Jamie, they're worried about Bear Clap. Bear Bank, one of the banks that uh, Brad Pitt got him in with. It's like, if Bear goes down, that's where we got 80% of our swaps. So they, they call Ben again. He's in England uh, on a vacation with his family. He's, like, set up in a pub. And uh, he's, like, negotiating via... <laughs> Yeah, like Skype or Zoom Skype or and stuff. He's got his headset on. And he's drinking his tea, and everybody in the pub's like, what the fuck is this guy doing? What's this all about? So finally, profits start happening. Like, it, here it is. The bubble officially burst. Profits are going out. Ryan Goss. Oh. Maybe, yes. Are these, uh, these are pretty bad? Absolutely. They're complete shit. What's your, uh, what's your notional value? Base value is $205 million. All right, we could, uh, we could go to 40 no, we want at least $100 million. $100 million? What are you, a drug dealer or a banker? Because <laughs> if, if you're, you're a, a banker, banker fuck right <laughs> off. <laughs> fuck right <laughs> off. Just give me your best price. Yeah, chuck $100 million in for me, mate. Fucking <laughs> 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 like drugs at the bar, at the pub. Um, so money's finally went out. Ryan Gosling is like, yeah. He, he tells us. He's just not talking to anybody. He's talking to the camera again and his narrator thing. He's like, yeah, I was right. And yeah, I got a bonus. Whatever. I know you're fucking judging me. Um, everything goes down. Everyone gets rich. Well, because they're all selling off now, right? So they, they shorted these bonds, whatever, now that it's happening. So now they're selling them like rats fleeing a, a sinking ship, right? And the only guy who doesn't is Steve Carell. He hangs on to his. And then everybody else is selling for profit, like Charlie and Jamie, who are now now have enough money to be at the big table if they want. Um, he speak. He goes on a like a financial thing where he's talking against Alan Greenspan, or he's he's against some guy named Bill Miller, and Alan Greenspan's supposed to talk after. But Bill Miller's talking about how strong bear stock is, and I'd buy even more of it if I had the chance. I sure oh, would. Right afterwards, I'm yep. going to buy all the stock and, I can. In fact, yeah, as soon as we're done here, I'm going to go get even more of yes, it, and you I should stand too. By my Bear Stearns optimism, uh, Mr. Miller. I'm sorry. Quick question. From the time you guys started talking, Bear Stearns stock has fallen more than 38%. Would you still buy more? Yeah, sure. Uh, of course I'd buy more. Why not? Boom. Boom. <laughs> and that guy asking the question was one of Carell's guys, one of his, like, four-person firm, one of his employees, you know? One of his confederates. Yeah. So, anyway... Yeah, yeah, your stock's fall, and everybody files out of the thing. Alan Greenspan doesn't even get to speak because they're like, "Wait, there's nobody there." It's doing what? It fell thirty eight percent since we started talking. This is not good. Um, Carell gets up and says they've turned this whole thing into an atomic bomb of stupidity, which 
is atomic bomb. Atomic bomb is very good visual there. Um, I just was a, so as Tang wants to Carell gives a speech about how fraud always goes wrong. This is fraud. This is absolute fraud. You're frauding people, and somehow, some way, eventually, fraud always goes wrong. It always gets us come up and. I just know that at the end of the day, average people are the ones who are going to have to pay for this. Us taxpayers? Yes. Fuck yeah. Always. If the banks fuck us the whole time to make billions and billions of dollars, when it all comes to a head, the bank's not going to get fucked. We have to pay for them fucking us for so long. They get bailed out by the taxpayers. And uh, so stocks come through. Yeah, the bear went down. Lehman Brothers is emptying out. Go directly. They're like, let people go. Do not talk to the press. So, like, all the firms are emptying out. Everybody's laying off. It's it's going shit. Uh, Christian Bale says, making money is not what I thought it would be. This business kills the part that should be business. Like, he feels guilty about making money on the collapse of the economy. Like, yeah, business shouldn't be about fucking people over just to make money for yourself. But it, that's what it is. So... He writes an email about giving up. He made a profit of two hundred and sixty-nine nice billion dollars. <laughs> Not for him, for his investors and his company. You know, he didn't take any of it, as far as I know. I mean, maybe he got himself a bonus for making the company so much money. I don't know, but two hundred and sixty-nine billion that he gave back to his investors that were pissed off a bit ago. His boss that was trying to fire him, like, give me back my fucking. Well, there's that uh, quick scene where he's typing uh, the like a, an email to an investor. Your two hundred forty nine million dollars is being invested or being, being uh, deposited, deposited in your, your bank right now. You're welcome. Yeah, fuck <laughs> you. Uh, we totally did skip. And it was a scene that came to nothing. But when his boss comes to visit him, and his boss's little fucking side goon is standing there all angry and keeps cussing him out while his boss is trying to talk reasonably. He's like sitting in the chair, like, okay, so how much money are you doing? And then his little fucking lackey is like. Fuck you, Bale. Fuck you. Fuck you. Just—it's—it's it's very like, who is this guy? He's like, uh, this guy. He's like the the friend in Mod's apartment at that time. He just like chirps at everyone's while like, who the fuck even <laughs> is this dude? Uh, but a lot less funny. Um, so, Krell gets news that there's gonna be a bailout, and he knew it. He's like, I knew that the taxpayers would have to bail them out. They weren't stupid. The banks aren't stupid when they did this. They just didn't care. Yeah. And that's, that's all it the was. Difference. Yeah. That's a huge so difference. So they knew what they were doing. Absolutely. Instead of just stupidity. Yeah. They absolutely knew what they were doing. They were going to get their money while they could get their money. And then when it all fucked up, they were going to get a government mm-hmm. bailout. And, and that's exactly what happened. And they all got when bonuses. When people lost houses and everything went to shit. Thanks a lot, Obama. CEOs were getting like $100 million bonuses, even though the company went bankrupt and had to get a bailout. Somehow they got. Huge bonuses, and it makes no fucking sense. And that that's sounds really works. familiar. It's like now, almost. Whoa, yeah, <laughs> crazy how people are losing jobs. But Jeff Bezos made like nine and a half billion dollars well, since everybody, this started. Why was everybody? She's everybody's Amazon. ordering shit from Amazon. Nobody wants to go anywhere. So I mean, yeah. it was made up for his business model. That's for damn sure. Uh, so I love that. Yeah, I did right. That's a very powerful line. They weren't stupid. They just didn't care. And then he also says, I'm worried that they're going to blame immigrants and poor people instead of putting the blame where it should be on on investors and banks. And is that true? Did they try to? I don't remember that. They always do. 
It always comes down to immigrants and poor people fucking up America and ruining. They're taking your money. You want your money to help out immigrants and poor One people? One or the other. One or the other. Yeah, I don't know. What he's yeah, I don't know what you're playing. So, uh, but that I mean, that's the way it always goes. It's it's immigrants are coming in and they're fucking us up, and the poor people that are just mooching off government programs and not paying their share, are fucking up America. When that's that's the the. the, the that number doesn't equate at all to the billions of dollars we just got fucked out of, and then the billions on top of that that we got fucked out of to fix the billions of dollars they fucked <laughs> us out of in the first fucking place. Yeah. Uh, so, like, white-collar crimes, this is, a, this is a legit thing, and that's kind of, I guess, what this all boils down to. But hundreds of bankers and executives... Well, look at this. Hundreds of bankers and executives went to jail. Congress had no choice but to break up big banks. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Banks got bailed out. They used that money to give themselves big bonuses. And in the end, we all blamed immigrants and poor people. That's exactly what actually happened. So in the end, only one banker went to jail. One guy. And his name was Karim Sergeldin. And he uh, he had, I don't know, he like did a... His solo album was great. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like you would have... They said he did like a couple hundred thousand dollars in it. I mean, he was a pretty small fish in the scheme of things, but he was big enough to be the figurehead for, look, we got him. We sure. He's taught, the whipping boy. We taught them bankers a thing or two. So, um, so then my, uh, Steve Carell's like, do we, do we sell now? Like if we do, doesn't that make us just like them? Like, doesn't that make us just as fucked up now? Yeah. But he says, all right, sell it. And he makes $200 million. Yeah. He goes ahead and just profits from the collapse of the economy. So when the dust settles, here are final notes. Uh, with the actual notes, right? This was the words on the screen that popped up, right? Yep. During, I think, when the dust settles, $5 trillion in pension money, real estate value, 401k savings, and bonds had disappeared. $5 trillion gone. 8 million people lost their jobs. 6 million lost their homes. And that was just in America. Yep. So uh, that's great. Uh, there's some character catch-up. We get sort of a, here's what everybody's doing aftermath. But the only ones um, worth noting, really, Charlie and Jamie tried to sue some people and were laughed out of all the law office. Nobody, nobody's going to take this fucking case. Uh, Christian Bale asked the government several times if they wanted to know how he knew years before anybody else did. He went to them and said, would you like to know how I did this? They weren't interested. And nobody returned his phone calls. They wouldn't get back to him, but he was audited four times and questioned by the FBI. Uh, so in 2015, several large banks began selling billions in bespoke tranche opportunity. And earlier, tranche was uh, one of our terms that they throw around, and it means it's French for a part of something, and that's it. That's all it is. Part of something. So bespoke tranche opportunity, which according to the Bloomberg News, is just another name for CDO, which as we learned earlier is bullshit. So we're right back at it doing the same thing. Yep. Actually, Lesson never learned. Uh, no, because it worked out pretty fucking well for them, and they're going to do it again. Yep. Obviously, why wouldn't they? I mean, she's got to feed the monkey, man. man. <laughs> you know? I mean... You just met me. <laughs> you... You human paraquat. <laughs> <laughs> so to tie this into Lebowski a lot, yeah, there we go. We keep using that. So there, there's our movie. It's it's a it's a heavy, pretty heavy movie. 
Uh, a lot of financial fuckery going on. But uh, let's go around the horn. What do we think about the big short? Well, I thought it was a pretty cool movie. I didn't get a lot of it, but talking about it now makes a little bit more sense. I don't like know about the whole making bets thing and how that right. even makes money at all. But either way, uh, I think it's a good movie and rewatchable. Rewatchable. All right. So it gets a rewatch from me. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I don't know how much of it is. I mean, obviously, it's based on a true story, true events, but I don't know yeah. how much of it is actually true. Right. And that's one thing I like to dig into just to kind of, you know, get a good baseline. Yeah. Because they did, they peeked in a few times to say, yes, this and did. Said, or yes, this, this isn't, happened. This, this isn't happen. exactly how it happened. I mean, overall, they found out about that portfolio, but not exactly like this or whatever, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Just little things like that. But um, still, it's a movie, so they had to movie Hollywood at some point. You got to make it up a little make it sure. appealing. Uh yeah, I I did like it. This is definitely rewatchable. You know, under certain you've got you got to be ready for a movie like this. It's not right, a, I'm just right. going to have it on in the background kind of thing. No, and it's not a hey guys of people over. Hey, let's put on a movie. <laughs> no, that's Lebowski. That's not yeah, big short. Not this movie. It, this is not a good time hanging out movie. It's got a situation where, you know, uh, a proper situation for its airing. But yeah, but yeah. yes, it's it's totally rewatchable. All right, All and right. and it is really weird seeing Steve Carell in a serious move. I I uh, role. I kept waiting for like a um, that's what she said, or <laughs> just something like that to come out. Like I was just waiting. Yeah, for because it. this is a lot more Michael Scott than anything he's done since then. Like he's done Forty Year Old Virgin, or he's been Brick from yeah. Anchorman. And you expect that ridiculousness from him for for him to be like the moral compass of the movie right. of the film. It's like it's really strange. He's very Joey too. He does a, the like very high pitched. I don't know if you noticed like the difference in his voice and how he oh, portrayed a Jew. Uh, a Jew. Yeah, because he's a Jew uh, in that movie. Oh, in Big Short. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, not I in Forty Year Old Virgin. No, I know. Obviously not that bad. I get what you mean. Or Anchorman. Well, um, we don't know Anchorman. He may be Brick, maybe Jewish. We have know. no idea about Brickenstein. I think. Brickenstein. Holy <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus! Was he compiled out of bricks and brought to life with lightning? He loves lamp. He does love lamp. That's how they brought him to life. It wasn't lightning like Frankenstein's monster. It was a lamp, and it we was get a toaster. Frankenstein. Yeah, it was a toaster <laughs> filled with mayo. Um, <laughs> mm. Isn't that what he was putting in the toaster? In that, like, yeah, something. I think it was mayo. It was yeah. mayo. Um, yeah, he does. Steve Carell does like tip dip his toe into serious roles every once it in a while. It was good, uh, and he is capable of it. Not many are able to to bridge that gap. Uh, so for me, I, I think this is my third time watching this now. Uh, we watched it, I don't know if we went to, the, I think we went to the theater for this, the wife and I, and uh, she loved it, just thought it was great, it was, oh my god, that was crazy, and wow, so I uh, bought this, the reason this is even in the collection is is because I got it for her. Um, for Mrs. Passion, this is Mrs. Yes, Passion this is, this is Mrs. Passion's fault, and uh, <laughs> I, so I guess I've seen it three times, so it, it I would give it like... I'm going to say no under the caveat of ex- has to have, like you were saying, there's, there's a definite specific circumstances where, okay, you can watch this movie, but other than that one instance, whatever that may be of someone who just owned a home and has never seen this movie and has <laughs> no idea what this whole game is about. Okay. But other than that, no, I don't think I would rewatch it, but I've seen it three times already. And that's, it's just, it's a lot to digest that many times. Man. So it's got two out of three. And not, I, not bad. I was not expecting that at all. So well done, big short. All, all right. right. Okay, everybody. Uh, if I, you, I'm 
Fucking Jack to the tits? Yeah, fucking man. Jack. Jack to the tits. <laughs> I still can't do it. I don't know how he does Jack it. Jack to the tits. Yeah, Jack. man, you got it. I'm Jack to the tits. Yeah, wow. That was spot on. Yeah. All right, so Brandon is our Jack to the tits guy from now on. <laughs> Glad we figured that out. Um, if you like what you heard, please rate, review, do whatever, you know, downloads, right? We need download numbers. We need ratings and all that. Apparently, I'm really yeah, good at that. Give us a written review. Let us know. Yeah. Go to iTunes, Google Play, wherever you're listening. Give us a whatever review. Tell us listening. if you hate us, you love us, whatever. We just want to hear yeah, from give you. Give us feedback. Preferably love and adoration, but, you know, feedback. Give us some hate mail. We, I love hate mail. Oh, Brandon, I'm going to send all those to you. Make sure you read those. That's fine. Okay. Uh, find us on Twitter at rewatch underscore the, or email us at therewatchparty at gmail.com. Uh, join us next week as we welcome, finally, Kurt Russell to the show with the wonderfully cheesy Big Trouble in Little China. Until then, I'm Nick with Los and Brandon, and thanks for rewatching. Express, and I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. It's a pretty amazing planet we live on here, and a man would have to be some kind of fool to think we're all alone in this universe. There is a hidden world where ancient evil weaves a modern mystery. What's going on here? Is this some kind of magic? The darkest magic. They call it Little China. Finally, we shall bring order out of chaos. It's where Big Trouble was waiting for Jack Burton. Who? Jack Burton. Me. Jack. Jack. Jack! They told him to go to hell. He make one move. And that's just where he's going. Somebody, I don't care who, tell me what is going on. How are you going to spring us? I have no idea. There are many mysteries, many unanswerable questions, even in a life as short as yours. My destiny rests in your capable hands. Hey, I'll do my best. Oh, God, is this really happening? This is gonna take Cracker Jack timing, Wang. One, two, three. We may be trapped. Total concentration. Safety. Oh, yeah. You ready, Jack? I was born ready. Way to go, Jack. Jack Burton's coming to rescue your summer. Hey, what more can a guy ask for? 20th Century Fox presents Kurt Russell in John Carpenter's Big Trouble in Little China. 
on the reflexes. 